with Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. What's up, what's up? We are back. It's Saturday night, and I'm psyched to be in studio. Were we here last week? You you were doing the cut. You did a recap of Mexico, right? Wasn't that last week? No, I think it was the week before. Oh, Boston. Boston. Oh, we were in Boston. We were in East Coast oh, last week. Gone See, last week. I'm getting old. Okay. Well, hey, little, a little recap. <laughs> Boston was sick, and now God has opened the doors for us to uh, to go back to Boston. Uh, we were like Massachusetts, and then some doors opened even in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and even uh, New York has opened up too. Wow. And New Mexico. Wow. New Mexico, and right now things are looking good for Florida. So the East wow. Coast, is, it's yeah. happening. That's really cool. It's happening. It so. Is. We're going to just see uh, what God's going to continue to do. But This just, is my question, yes. though. How did you handle the snow? Because I know that you have no clothing. We froze. <laughs> that, that, that deals with we snow. We froze. Well, some people did. You froze? I froze. Well, it was only cold the first night. It was 70 degrees the first night. And then uh-huh. I guess when we showed up, we brought the heat because it went to 50 degrees the next day. And I guess that's extremely warm for that time of year. Yeah, that would be warm. Yeah, so it worked out great for us. But, right. I mean, David over here behind me, he had his Russian hat on. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and dude, all those East Coasters, he like literally has like a full Russian like like bear hat. Oh, head. my gosh. And all these East Coasters are just looking at him like, what? where's this fool going? Right, exactly. And he's like, I'm freezing, you know. He's all from California. <laughs> this is what we do. It's like when you go to Seattle, too. Like we were in Seattle last – we did a tour through Seattle a couple weeks ago. And when we showed up, they were like, hey, man, like – it's going to be raining this whole week. It's crazy. Like, where do we get umbrellas? And they're like, oh, yeah, if you have umbrellas in Seattle, you, that means you're a tourist. <laughs> no one had – there was no umbrellas anywhere in Seattle, and it oh rained the whole time that's there. So, strange. so what do we do? We're like, blend it, in. Yeah, that's right. Uh, just, just getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> Putting was, your hood on? Do they wear hoods? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, kind of. I don't know. Beanies maybe? I was like just Something. jumping from car to event back right. to car. I was over it. Yeah. Right. So exactly. I'm, you know, I'm a Cal- I'm from California, you know. I but, heard you uh, did eat a lot of meat. Hmm? You ate a lot of meat. Where? In uh, Boston and Connecticut. I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of steaks. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why, but I did. <laughs> so check this out. Before we get the show going, it's going to be get cracking tonight. We got our good friends Steph and Pam in town. They're from South Africa, but they're from the band Largo. But I have deep roots with them. From many mm-hmm. years ago, yeah, um, she was in the Arrows before, and in, uh, in a band that we uh, did uh, several events with the Whosoever's um, back in 2011, 2009. We I think we did the um, we had them come out and play actually at our church, yeah. But then we also had them play at the Threat to Formalize Religion conference, and they were signed on Sony Music back then, right? Yeah, was, uh, Universal. Uh, Universal, yeah, Universal, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of cool things. And they had this amazing, one of these amazing songs that they had was The Words of Satan, which mm-hmm. is still epic to this day. It's yeah. on YouTube. I yeah. would suggest that everyone Google it. YouTube, The Words of Satan. And basically, tell us a little bit about that song really quick. That song is, hi, everybody. That <laughs> oh, sorry, Pam. Pam. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> that song is basically about um, the lies that the devil tells people at different stages in their lives for whatever way that the devil could get in to their lives and just start a, a, a stronghold and just start get 
into their thinking and start to separate them from God and separate them from the love of God. So that song, I sing in the first person as if I am Satan and sing like the words as if, you know, yeah. it's mm. me who right. is doing Talking, these things yeah. to you. Right. And then, But I don't tell you. I'll tell you this and I'll tell you that and right. I'll tell you that lie and I'll tell you this lie. But I don't tell you about the love of God. I don't tell you about the mercy of God. And I don't tell you that. I'll tell you everything else, right. but I don't tell you that. Right. So that's basically what the yeah. song is about. Yeah, I remember hearing that song for the first time when you came out and played. And I had a prayer group at the time, and I went to my prayer group. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you guys, you have to hear this song. This oh is the gosh. best song ever. And I sat and I played it for them, and they're like, oh. Oh. Like, wow. They're like, <laughs> I mean, because it's heavy. It's, it's not, heavy. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's not like you just watch and you're like, Yay, dance yeah. around. It's like, whoa. Like the, It's just like it takes a while for you to process everything that you're talking about in this song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it is. It's it's reality. Yeah. It's what Satan really does come in yeah. and tell you. You know what I'm saying? And that makes you think. It was one yeah. of the earliest songs I wrote after being saved. And I wrote it very much also from that perspective of being someone who wasn't a Christian and then becoming a Christian. Right. And identifying the different lies that that the devil tells people and also in my own life looking mm-hmm. at those lies and um, I'm working on a sequel yeah that was, I was about to say there's yeah. actually a part two yeah really the words of Satan yeah. part two which has been recorded yeah. but hasn't um, been released yet yeah so <laughs> how, how many views does that video have I don't know. Look, look it up really quick. Uh, let, me, let me say something about words of Satan too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I gave my life to God in 2008 and then yeah. I think we met a couple years later and your, that song was the first song that I heard from a, a Christians yeah. that was so real and tangible that it was so powerful, not only because of the lyrics, but it, you also created a video with it. Yeah. And the video yeah. is so, when you hear it and you're seeing the yeah. stuff that you're seeing, it's so controversial. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes people uneasy. But yeah. I ended up doing a speaking tour across the whole nation called Murder Your Flesh, and I opened up every single event with that wow. song. Wow. And that literally just set the tone. Yeah. For I mean, you watch that, and it just sets the tone for the place. And then I had the rep play, and then I gave the message at the end. And, I mean, literally we saw thousands of people get saved on that tour. And I would I would credit the words of Satan setting Whoa. the tone from right. the beginning. I remember that. That's it amazing. was gnarly. How many views is that? So there? it has uh, 333K. No, it, so, it has more than that. There's, there's actually, two. There's a couple. Yeah, there's a there's couple. A couple. And then there's one that has um, 664K and yeah. then 8.6K. So it's there's like some, – There's, there's yeah, a couple of versions. translated yeah. into Portuguese and Russian. Oh, my God. I mean yeah. it's just – That song, that's, yeah. dude, that's massive. And that's what's so cool about it is it's actually – it's got a life of its own on YouTube where yeah. people will – they'll do a little dance in their church um, yeah. and they'll post that. So And some of these versions – They'll have fifteen thousand views, yeah, and it's or it's yeah. a, a cover version, country, yeah. or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually um, we checked the statistics the other day, and there's been something like five hundred different versions posted, really, uh, from different churches YouTube. and youth groups. So and obviously, stuff. obviously, yeah. it's oh hard goodness. to find them, but it's just amazing to see how how people have made it their own, right? And, yeah. And how it's touched people's it's lives. It's touched so really many special. people. Right. Dude, that song, I'm telling you, that thing is potent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so if, two number two is coming. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So number we two. we haven't done the video <laughs> because and that's and that spot like that's like you said. That's why we stalled a bit because we want the um, video to be right. Yeah. yeah. There's right. something about it, it being together, the video and the and the song. So so we haven't done the video yet. So we'll wait till we do that. So number we one, release. 
is about the lies that the devil tells people when they're not a Christian, when they're not saved, mm-hmm. when they don't know God. Number two is about the lies that he tells the church wow. about the church and how he begins to separate the church and stuff like that. That's what number two is about. So it's also, you know, it's kind of like a testimony of my story of becoming saved mm-hmm. and like the power of God, you know, touching my life and then learning other things from being in the church and learning stuff and going, just starting to recognize things as right. you go and as you do. Wow, that's going to be interesting. Seeing that like is. the power of God working in the church. Right. Yeah. There's your new song. There yeah. it is. There it is. And it's going to be called The Words of Satan Part 2. two. Part 2. Part yeah. two. Yeah. So then yeah. everyone will just start picking it up and then yeah. right. doing the same ripple effect. Yeah. As long as we don't offend anybody, but <laughs> well, we really did offend people on that first yeah, one. You well, can I'm imagine. Sure you, you can imagine. Yes. You know, we had a lot of doors open to us and a lot of doors closed to us. But I mean, as well. I mean, you guys at the time you were playing in the words of Satan in clubs. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you guys were on a mainstream record label anyway. You guys yeah, were out right. there. It, it was yeah. a little controversial. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Well, hey, let's let's okay, let's go to the very beginning. Right. Yeah. Let's go to the very beginning. So, first of all, before we get to your, this is your husband. Obviously, we know you're pregnant. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're here, and you're going to be living here too in America. So, this is amazing things. Yeah. That are happening. <laughs> how, where, how did this all start? How did uh, how did the whole arrows start? Well, you know what's amazing is it's crazy when I look at it now, but in many ways, the arrows really took off. Around the same time as we met you guys mm. with the whosoevers and everything. Because in South Africa, we were hustling. We were playing clubs. We were playing churches and youth groups. And we were doing all of these things. But we hadn't in any way had this huge major break. Um, well, that only came later kind of when we met you. And then it was all starting to take off. So in many ways, I feel like we were with you guys also right in the beginning. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. Even though we were in South Africa hustling and playing right. gigs and that. But when it really started to take off, it was from about when we when we saw you and we when we left here. So, but where did the arrows actually begin? Before that, uh, Christy and I were in Bible college together. Christy's the drummer from the band The Arrows, mm-hmm. and um, we we just were in youth ministry. And I'll never forget having this kind of. I felt like it was a revelation from God about how. Kids don't listen to preachers really as much as they listen to whoever's on their iPod. Right. Or at the time it was that. But now obviously it's changed. And just having this revelation that if we want to touch kids, if we want to reach kids' hearts, we have to get into their ears properly, like legitimately get into their ears. On repeat. Yeah, on repeat. (laughs) (laughs) And that was kind of like where the arrows was birthed and where the arrows started was, all right, well then – Let's do that. Let's just get a bunch of music together and travel and tour and build and see what God does with it. But more than anything, let's just bring a message in our music so that kids listening to it are listening to this versus something else that they could be listening to. Yeah. So we just had the favor of God, man. It was crazy times. It was exciting. And the music Uh, in South Africa is different in the sense of like because you were playing this Christian music per se in clubs. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that would never happen here. No. So how was it like – so you got onto a secular – Yeah. How did you get signed to a mainstream religion? Yeah. We got signed with that – so In the Words of Satan was on the first EP we did. Okay. And then the second one that we released was the one that got signed, which was – I think it was a year after we did the first one. Okay. Um, There wasn't as controversial songs, although I feel it's really difficult to talk about because 
I always feel like I'm writing songs about God and I'm, they're going to be at the same heart. They're going to be from mm-hmm. the same place anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, so that's Christian. That's not Christian. Right. right. No, I am a Christian. Right. So whatever I do is going to be Christian. Right. You know, right. I can't separate that. But that's what, that's the one that they signed. They signed that album. And we know, and Christians who are listening to it know, and God is also, there's just been so many testimonies about how God has touched people with that music, even right. though it wasn't as blatant as mm-hmm. in the words of Satan. Um, but how it's led a lot of people to also just go, oh, yeah, the church should be fun. You know? right, right. Oh, yeah, church should also make us feel like having, having a good time. It shouldn't just make us feel condemned or feel mm-hmm. heavy. Right. So that was part of the message as well for the churches. So it was that album. That was the album that got signed. Yeah, and it was kind of um, the secular success because one of the songs from that album became a radio single yeah, in South Africa. Yeah, which one Africa. was that? Love sick. Love sick, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, and that. A pop song. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was yeah, super pop. And it's, yeah, it's, it like a little, it's like a little, um, it's a little covert. And um, it just talks yeah. about not not getting enough time because of the hustle of life, not getting yeah. enough time to spend with God. And But it, it writes it almost like it's a love song. And yeah. it's, so um, that did really well on radio. And, you know, when you when you get the shows, you can play whatever you want. Yeah. yeah, as long as you, as long as you, yeah, you know, playing the crowd pleasers. Just play the hits, and you can yeah. still play whatever you want. Right, so right. that was okay. So it kind of made a way for that. Yeah. Now was that the one that um, you had that uh, the DJ? Uh, oh, that came, it? that came after. Okay, okay. Yeah. That is another story. Okay, that came after that. <laughs> that's, so, that's a few steps further down okay. the line. Okay. okay, so you get signed, you start taking off, and what happens next? So you. So what happens next is uh, we get married. We get married in 2012. Right. Wait, okay. were you, wait, hold on. Did you get married while, while you guys were in the band? Arrow's yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So I Steph was a, always behind the scenes, like for uh, years, for years. That's why it might be confusing, but I talk about it like it was my yeah, so you project were the as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it is because I was kind of a part of it. I worked on the the that first album. Yeah. Um, so, but I just, I wasn't a part of the, the brand of the band. Right. It was just okay. the two girls. Got it. So, yeah, that, so I was around. We were really good friends already and making music together and, and things like that. So it was kind of a, a very smooth transition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got married, okay. basically. Yeah. In four months, we were like, okay. You beat me. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But it was because yeah. I like, we've been working together yeah. for five years, writing music you know me at my absolute worst. Right. And I'm definitely not trying to impress you the whole time because mm. we just work together too. Right. Yeah. Right. We and were really good versa, friends. It was just, you know, we, we really were, were good friends. I knew he didn't have this weird, aggressive, angry side that would like intimidate me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew him so well. And then all right. of a sudden we were in love. So we just... We're like, okay, well. The Lord flipped the script on you. Totally. Because you guys are friends. Yes, exactly. And then all of a sudden one yeah. day your eyes were like, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like him more than a friend now. Yep. But realizing that after years of like not right. being with anyone, like actually realizing it was really weird for me. I bet. Like, <laughs> no, so seriously. I, I liked it from the beginning, from, from okay. when we met. But yeah. it was kind of a, which was five years before that. So I just played the slow game. <laughs> You were in the horn hole. He really was. You know, I knew what I wanted, but actually, to the point where, you know, I just didn't want to compromise our friendship. And and during that period, obviously, I 
I wasn't holding on to it. I kind of had let it go. And um, then she had to actually come and talk to me when she yeah. she started liking to. me. <laughs> I had to. He was never going to see it I was, it I was never going to see it because I had already dealt with it. And I was yeah. like in the place of like, no, I just want a, a friendship to be pure. And, you know, if she's not – she doesn't like me, it's He was fine. too holy for me. He was too holy. holy. <laughs> That's the way it normally works. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's always too holy for the girls. Right? Please. Please, please, please. <laughs> Which was awkward. And then four months later, so it was we yeah. got together, we decided to get married, got engaged, and got married. I mean, we were so, engaged within a month, probably. Yeah. Um, and then. There was nothing to think about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was five years. There was nothing yeah. to think about. Exactly. So and no, for last sure. week we've, we've been married for six years. Yeah. So congratulations. Wow. It's awesome. a good feeling. It is. Yeah. Also just like. From, a whirlwind though. Yeah, so it was a whirlwind. Yeah. And from where I've come from and my family, I mean the miracle that I have a happy marriage, mm-hmm. the miracle that I'm happy to be married and that I enjoy being a wife and, you know, I can honor my husband, the miracle of that. Right. Like God just restores and he does everything and. All the all the things you've learned, God can unlearn it for right. you if He didn't put it there in the first place. I just can really witness to that in my life. Right, so, and that's a good point because yeah. a lot of people, you know, they will say, "Well, that's the way I was raised." Yeah, exactly. Or that's what I yeah. saw in my home. So it it almost yeah. becomes an excuse yeah. of why mm. they have that behavior. Exactly. But you're a testament that it doesn't have to yeah. be like that. That once you accept Christ, He reteaches you. Yeah how to live your life exactly and how to look at things and how to, you know, have a good marriage or a relationship with a friend or whatever it is and to have a healthy relationship towards things. He he renews your mind in all things, you know, so where I had maybe different expectations of what a husband Uh is meant to do and what he would have had of what a wife is meant to do. God renews all of that thing, all of that thinking to, to make it godly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. It's been an amazing journey. Okay, so now you're happily in love. Happily in love. Arrows are still happening. Arrows are really happening. So now what's happening is then we have the song (laughs) that DJ... Wait, wait, wait. wait. First, we go to New York to record our album, Disaster Tell me about that. That was amazing. We met with this producer called Fab DuPont, who's really great. And he's a good friend even today. And... We started. We 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 spent the whole of 2012 writing that album. Mm. So there's actually a lot of love songs on that album too. <laughs> yeah, it, it so was we were married. Yeah. We just yeah. got oh, married. Just we got we literally. Yeah. I mean, we were on honeymoon and we were like, let's just get home so we can, you know, actually write this music, start, right. start our lives and and work on this. So we had a, a little studio at home and yeah. Just that's what we did that year. We just worked on the song. Chris, Chris, uh, Christine, Christine. Then Christy got married, she four, got married months, too. four months later. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then all of a sudden we were ABBA. Basically. <laughs> right. They were like two guys. So I know, that's right? exactly right. what happened. That uh-huh. is- <laughs> yeah, because uh, Christy's husband is also a drummer and um, a very, very good Killer drummer. Killer drummer. And so we, we were playing shows and, and touring with two drummers. That would have been cool. Yeah. Very cool. That would it have been cool. Yeah. Right. It was great. Yeah, it was some so of the most fun we've had in our yeah. in our, our careers. Grateful Dead style, two drummers. <laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome. It that was so been cool. Amazing. So we did this album in New York, and then it was around that time that this DJ just wouldn't leave me alone from mm. South Africa. Like he just wouldn't. He just was like, "I need a song from you, please. I need a song from you. I need a song from you." Because he saw all of the success that we'd had on the previous album. 
And I was tired. We just did an album in New York. And I was like, this guy must leave me alone. And, you know, Christy was like, just just write something quickly and he'll leave you alone. It's fine. Just do something fast. So you wrote all the music in the Arrows? Or yeah. did Christy, did she have any part of writing the music? Or were, are you just the main writer? I'm the main writer. Okay, okay. But Christy was really good at managing and doing some of that stuff, which I was right. not... Right in the in the forefront you're art, of that, you're artistic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Right. So, yeah, we do the song with this DJ, another love song because I'm, you know, whatever. You guys are in love. Yeah, and this song goes crazy in South Africa. We won the award for the most played song on radio in South Africa. Yeah, in 2013, and so that. We did it in 2013. I finally gave him the song, and then it just went nuts. It was all over the radio. It was all over. It was just got escalated to another level oh of success. That we, I was tired. I didn't really even want to do it. Right. Ask him. He was there. I think I. How long did I take to do that song? Two hours. I mean, no. <laughs> we we did a little guide vocal at home, and next thing the song was on radio. Never mind a like, chance to like fix the vocal. Oh, Not, really? Like he just was yeah. like, oh, this is fine. Like he just it it over as, wow. as is, as is. Just moved. He moved on it. Oh my yeah, yeah, yeah. goodness, that's amazing. I know. And the song was huge. It was played in London as well. I think it was on BBC One, mm. and we we just we just couldn't believe that it did what it did. Right. Yeah. Because. I didn't actually have much hope in it, really. I was doing it to kind of like... Just get, get rid of them. Exactly. In a way, like, you know, not to be rude. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> then, so, so the song takes off. And then, the song takes off, okay. Yeah. So then we're, we're getting nominated for MTV Africa Awards, nominated and won for South African Music Awards for the song. And just God did the most incredible things for the band. Now we're four instead of two and... Yeah, it was it was an interesting time. Wow. <laughs> it was a good time. And then um a few months after that Christy said that she she just felt like she needed to step away from the band for a bit. And do now, your, Are you guys getting booked for tons of tours at this point or is it just kind of a this, Yeah, everything slowed down for a minute. We were doing a lot of TV because yeah. uh, we were being booked a lot because they wanted the song. Yeah. So we've quickly found our own way to play it live because we we weren't going to bring the DJ every time either. Right. So we were playing it with instruments mm. and stuff like that. People loved it. They loved yeah. it live. Um, but it was it was a lot of TV and um, yeah, kind of publicity and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Those kind of shows, yeah. um, which always leads to gigs. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. And then, which I love, we started doing this. Which, if I could have just got this to work, I would have. We started doing school tours in South Africa on the back of a hit song. Right. Man, these kids, like. The best crowds ever in the I world bet. ever. Right. Because they are so happy to see you and you're not geography. Right. And you're not, you know, mass. Oh, my right. goodness. You are the thing they saw on TV. Right. And they are like, ah, you're at my school. <laughs> right. Like, they're losing their minds. We had kids stage diving. We had we had the craziest stuff happen at those school gigs. and. Yep. It was. We tried to find a way to also be able to go into the schools because we would do a, a little Something in the middle that was quite covert, mm-hmm. but we would just say if people are inappropriately talking to you, because there's a huge abuse issue in South Africa, right. huge abuse with kids, and we were trying to just 
preach a message of you need to reach out and you need to talk. If you know that a friend is being hit by their parents or by a brother or sister, mm-hmm. you need to reach out and you need to talk. Mm-hmm. And this is the number to talk to and this so is the number to call. We weren't allowed to do a, an overtly Christian message yeah. because we weren't doing it for like Christian groups yeah, meeting were, at break. Yeah. Yeah. It would right. be for the main assembly or right. so. So they're all in there. All, right. It was all <laughs> under like we worked with a, a crime yeah. uh, prevention yeah. uh what are they called? Shout, shout, shout campaign, South Africa. Um, to try and um, just at least work on that, like bring awareness to abuse. Tell, try yeah. and tell yeah. the kids, yeah. this is what you can do. Yeah, yeah. So we were doing a lot of that. If I could have got that to carry on, I would have, mm. because that was the most fun for me. I was very happy in that time to not go play any clubs or anything but just like throw my life at these kids right. because they were just wide open and ready oh, yeah. and enjoying it and like so anyway so then um, Christy decides that she's going to stop doing the arrows and we are a little bit annoyed with our label at this stage anyway um, and so we decide to step away from universal music only under the condition and this was the bad one that they can they keep the name the arrows, mm. yeah. So I was like, we had to be like Moses, and we prayed and we fasted the whole time right. yeah. because we just said, no, mm. we have to be free from this. We have to be free from the bonds of this servant right. thing and slavery, should I say? And so we we did, and we just went in faith, and we said, fine, that's fine, you can have it. You know, the years and the years of work and pushing and right. and like all of that stuff, we were just, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, we we just had this heart of like, God did it once, he can do it again. Right. And if that's the thing that you're going to use to try to stop us from being free and being independent and, you know, moving forward, then it's not going to stop us, it's not going to work. Right, right. So that was... Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, we really felt we needed to do that. Yeah. Because um, at that stage, it was starting to also affect our ability to um, publish our music ourselves things like that, mm-hmm. um, which inevitably has an impact on, on your message that you put out. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was starting to become a limiting factor, which it does because they, they yeah. um, what we didn't mention is the, second, the, the second album that we did in New York, yeah. we, we tried something different with the label where we, we, we signed what they call a 360 deal, which is basically they own everything then. Mm. Um, and this was actually we had this whole discussion and we we prayed about it and we felt like um, we should do that because you know hopefully they they can help us gain more influence. It was a bad financial decision, but we felt like it was a good idea because right. we we just wanted more influence um, and we f- thought that would be more valuable. Yeah. But it turns out it's just it, it didn't really work the relationship and there was a lot of changes in the company and. Um, so we just needed to get out so we could have freedom again, publish our music ourselves, right. you know, say what we want to say, mm-hmm. do what we want to do. Um, and we really, we really felt that yeah. quite strongly. Yeah. And have so our it, own message and just be able to be firm about all yeah. of that stuff again. Right. And yeah. it actually really was a miracle that we could get out. Yeah. Because um, they, they take overrides and they, they, they will find a way to own you for the rest exactly. of your career. Even though they don't own you. Yeah. yeah. Right. I've seen this happen yeah. so many times. Yeah. With, obviously, you know how many artists I work with. So many times, so many people. I mean, we know that Lacey went through that whole thing too with with the, her band and 
And then she did her whole new exactly. album, Solo. Yep. Produced it. She's touring gigs. I mean, she's she went. She was the first first female artist on the to place number one on the rock charts as a solo artist. Wow. With her new wow. album that just came out. So what you guys were saying, like she walked away from everything and yep. she felt peace and said, God. Yep. You know, it's your will, and then God just did wow. his thing, and she went to number one on the rock charts. First female Thank artist to God. leave a band and do that. That's amazing. So, yeah. That's God, so encouraging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God Man. can do anything. We're going to be going to a break in, in a few minutes. I got the band Largo in town um, from South Africa. We're just talking about this amazing faith journey um, over the last, how many years? Uh, eight. Yeah, yeah. last eight years. Eight it's going to be amazing. Now, listen, really quick, uh, we are going to Israel. I don't know if you guys are interested in going, but we're going to be going in, what's the dates? We're going to leave April 23rd and get back May 4th. We are going. We have like four buses. I think we have like 200 people going. Yes. I think 220 people going right now, but I think we still have room for another 20. Yes. We got we are, room for one more bus. Right, one more bus. So why don't you uh, contact us? You can contact Calvary Chapel Golden Springs and jump on that tour with us. Um, also, we um, we are currently touring the public high school systems as we've been talking about these high schools. We are opening it up to the whole nation. If you would like us to come to your school, uh, just go to our website. Uh, what is it? Thewhosoevers.com. Email us. We'll give you all the details how we could come out and reach these kids with the gospel and get them plugged back into the Christian club. And then they filter these kids yeah. back into the church. But we are seeing thousands of kids getting saved. It's uh, God's pouring out a spirit. These kids are open to the gospel. They they need they want to know their destiny. They want to know their purpose, and they want to uh, they want to have a relationship with the God of the universe. But who's going to go unless someone sends them? So call us, and we will go and do this. We will catch you guys back in two minutes, right after the break. More live with Ryan Reese coming up. Everything all right? Sure. Call now. 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. We are back with Steph and Pam from the band Largo from South Africa and Melinda Reese. And uh, just before the break, we were just talking about them uh, growing up in South Africa and starting this band, The Eras, which you guys, some of you guys may know of. If you don't, I would suggest get on YouTube right now and type in the words of Satan. Actually, after the interview, the words of Satan and watch this video. This video is sick and it is convicting and sobering. It is bad to the bone. You got to check it out. But um, when you know, you guys were saying that you guys were doing these high school tours and yeah. the kids were going crazy. Yep. But Steph said that you guys were doing some campaign about um, yeah. about abuse or something in, in yeah. Africa. Explain to people about South Africa. I've been there three times. Yeah, and yeah. It is wild over there. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like Ryan. People won't rob you. They'll just kill you and then rob you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier to just kill you than to than to keep it you is. alive. It is. Talk yeah. about this. It's the wild waste. Yeah, it is straight up. It, I mean, just a disclaimer before we get into this: we love South Africa. I love South Africa too, and yeah. it's the most beautiful country, um, and the culture is incredible, and we love the people there. Yeah. But there's some hard things there. Can, can yep. I say one thing? I've been in South Africa three times. I've also traveled around the whole world several yeah. several times. Yeah. 
the nicest people I've ever met anywhere in the world has been South Africa. Wow. Hands down, every time I meet a South African, I go, South Africans are the coolest people I've ever met in my life. Wow. Oh, that's so, so cool. Nice. The country is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And the people even make it more beautiful because they are the coolest people. And there's, yeah. a, there's a resilience in people. Um, people grow up knowing how to overcome advers- adversity. And yeah. I always, when, I mean, we spent a lot, uh, some time in, in the UK and one, it's just, you, when you meet South Africans, you just realize what growing up in South Africa does mm-hmm. to to you as a person and how it actually is. You know, I mean, not that bad. Not that we want bad things to happen to anybody, but you know, it makes you a better person. Right? Yeah. 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 Strong. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So we were doing these school tours, and you know, like when Jesus stood up and he said, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me." to preach good news Mm -hmm. and to set the chains free of the oppressed and all of these things that he lists. And, you know, he says, this is what the spirit of of the Lord is upon me to do. So I don't feel in any way that because we had to do some of these covert things, we weren't doing the will of God because that is exactly what the will of God is there to do, to to break the chains of the oppressed, Mm -hmm. you know. And if these kids, because South Africa has a really – Shocking rape culture. That's actually mm. the name of it. It's a rape really? culture. Yes. Right. Where I think it's like one in four are raped. Yeah. Wow. That's as high as it is now. What age does it start? Really young because there's also beliefs that if you find out you have HIV. And you have sex with a virgin. With a baby. A baby. A baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's Then demonic. you'll be, yeah. It's very bad. Then you'll be cured. Wow. So it can start as young as two. Oh. Yeah. So, and then now you're a two-year-old going to school, like when you grow up a little right. bit and you're not the only one this has happened to. Right. Wow. It's a rape culture. Um, it's, this wow. is, it's an entitlement on men as well. Now, this is with the tribes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tribes. And it's an entitlement that I'll just take. Right. I'll take, I'll take. Mm-hmm. Like I can take. Right. So when you have that around you all the time and, you know, you're trying to teach the girls not to feed into mm-hmm. it and like you – you're just trying to find your way with that whole thing. Right. I always think someone on the end of this is suffering. Someone on the other side of this is suffering injustice. And when we were doing the school's turn, we could just st- reach out and say, if you are being hurt in any way by someone older than you or even by other schoolmates, that is not right. Mm-hmm. You need someone else to actually say to you, that is not right, right. because they don't know. They've just grown up with it yeah. being normal. Yeah. Men are entitled or whoever's entitled. Right. And then that starts even earlier too. Then 12-year-old boys are entitled. I you see. Know? Oh, yeah. dang. Of course. Mm. Right. So and that so just goes cycle. earlier and earlier and earlier because mm-hmm. they've yeah. learned that by 12 too. Well, that's what dad does if they know their dad or that's right. whoever does. So then I'm entitled too. So, and they never hear the opposing voice that says, no. Right. No, you don't have to. And so – when we were doing the school's tour and we, we loved it so much and God gave us this hit song so that we could get into schools mm-hmm. and like it was really crazy. And just being able to hand out flyers with the right numbers on and just say, speak out, mm-hmm. don't be quiet and don't live your life like this. I really felt like I just felt really excited and right. and I felt more Christian in many ways doing that than sometimes when you feel like you just have to be the gospel, the gospel, the gospel the whole time. Right. Because sometimes the gospel is also to preach justice 
and to say something is not fair or something is not right. That's right. what Jesus said. Uh-huh. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to do this. Right. So, yeah, we didn't, we didn't get much flack for that one. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but we did, um, we did have it cut short, unfortunately. I think they, I don't know why it got cut short. Well, it started with the, we had a, a vehicle because we obviously oh, yes, had to transport all the sound. We were doing this completely on our own. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're working on sponsorships <laughs> and stuff, but we, so we had, we did have a vehicle sponsorship and, yeah. and the, the truck actually got stolen. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, they, they, they steal stuff. Of course. Yeah. 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 So, of course. And I mean, with fort- no equipment? No, fortunately no not. Like fortunately, huge, huge on the truck. Say no to yeah. crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, say no to crime. <laughs> totally. Driving around. Right. South Africa. Someone stole the van that says say no, <laughs> say to, no crime. to crime. Hugely with the arrows. Branded right. on it. Was it, was it uh, Antwood? <laughs> what? No, no, it wasn't that. <laughs> no. But um, I bet they liked them a lot. So, yeah, that was, that, I forgot yeah. about that. Completely. So, I mean, that was one thing. And then, and then the, um, it was unfortunate, but the the company that was yeah. sponsoring the vehicles they they were not happy. They were yeah. really upset they, about. They that. were very very unhappy about it. I mean, not that we could have done anything about it, but right. yeah. Yeah. so. Um, in South Africa, cars exactly. get stolen. Yeah. Right? Don't you guys? Side note: Don't you guys have like um? There's like a fire tube underneath the car that like you can install them under the car that can shoot fire up the sides of the car what no that's what our distributor told us that that sounds amazing though <laughs> that's what our distributor told us clayton when we were there in south africa doing the skate tours he says uh. yeah he's like yeah mate you could put like these uh these 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 tubes that can take or like these like fire that can shoot up if someone tries, tries to carjack you i'm not surprised though because south africans just they just make a plan they if there's a problem, they just go, uh-huh. how can we solve this problem? Yeah. No one else is going to solve this for me. Yeah. Let's put flames on the side of the car that can come out. So, <laughs> Yeah. So okay. right alongside the kind of rape culture is the poverty culture and the crime that goes with that mm. because people just need stuff. They need the basic, basic fundamentals of life. Pa- paint this picture because there's a lot of tribes there in, yeah. in this area. And, and in those tribes, it's like dirt – yeah, I mean it's like I mean you're, they're living in like huts and stuff, right? It's, yeah. yeah, it's the townships. Yeah, yeah, huts, and like, they still like exist. Yeah. And it's, they they started at the time of apartheid, which mm-hmm. you know it's the shame of South Africa, but that's when they started, and they've just grown and grown and grown and grown and grown because people have kids, and, right? And they they never really get the funding that they're supposed to get. They're promised from government year after year, yeah. and they never get the the funding that they're meant to get to actually sort the housing out. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a major political issue, and yeah. it's actually the you know not that you could ever prove this, but theoretically, um, the government is keeping people in poverty because that's how they're staying in power. Wow. Um, yeah. And you know, keeping apartheid and racism alive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by saying that white people are still oppressing yeah. black people mm-hmm. in the yeah. communities, but it's actually because they refuse to give them decent education and things like that. So they just go in there and they tell them stuff, basically, and people stay in poverty. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really sad, but there's yeah. a lot of poverty still. And, you know, even trying to help some people, there's a, there's a general passivity and... 
a lot of those people want to stay in poverty. Mm. Yeah. I'm so not sure why. So even if the government does give them a house, right? oh, they would sell rather it. sell yeah, it. They'll sell it. So they have some money for a little while and yeah. live in a hut. So wow. then, then like change your life and live in a house. That's crazy. Yeah. And just alongside that, that poverty is the crime. Mm. That's what I mean. Like they mm. stole the van because the van, because they're going to walk down and they see a van that they're like, I know how to get into that van. Right. They're definitely going to take that. And mm. I wish I could say we're unaffected. I wish I could say the worst thing that happened was the van. Mm-hmm. His mother's been tied up and they've come into the house and tied her up and asked her where the keys are for the car and this and that and the next thing. And she's so afraid. My brother was shot. He was murdered by like some 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds who were on the most intense drugs. There's a drug there called Wonga, which is a mix of all sorts of things, and it gives them loads of courage, like fearless. Mm. And they'll just come into the house and just basically do – well, it's yeah. tri- It's tribal. Right, right. And so they'll, they'll come into the house. My brother was shot, murdered. I was just – Bam, one bullet. And I wish I could say that it just kind of stops at a van, mm. but it doesn't stop there. You know, it's right. touched our family. It's touched mm. other people's families that I know. And everyone's just not like had enough. I don't want to say that though. But there comes a point when you just kind of am I wanting to raise my family here. Right. And is that what the point that you came to? Like where you just decided like – this isn't what I yeah. want to raise my child in because of fear. I mean, you yeah. know, who's to say that you weren't going to be the next victim or they weren't going well, to, yeah. you know, I mean, you come think into about your house. You have your wife and you get your kids. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just being in, I mean, now think, being, remember in South Africa, being there with, just, if I was single, but if I had my wife down there, I'd be but, terrified of my yeah. wife just walking down the street. Yeah. I mean, yeah. anything could happen. There, the there's too. no, there's no just walking down the street. No, you, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't do that. And that's also the other thing is the lifestyle. So yes, it's the fear, but it's also the lifestyle that our offspring is going to have. Right. Because that's what's normal to us now. But exactly. I think, I think people in South Africa are very used to it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And they, they've adapted to that lifestyle. And mm. it's only, I would say only when we started traveling abroad, yeah. A lot yeah. that we started coming home and going like, oh gosh, we better you know we better make sure the doors are always locked and oh, yeah. oh we can't drive through there and right. like starting to have to reactivate some of those thoughts that we realized like this is bad right this is really really yeah. bad and we're just so used to it That's and obviously yeah. we've had bad things happen but even then it's like a I don't know what it is but people are definitely used to it yeah. And not happy about it, mm-hmm. but used to it. Yeah, yeah, they just have adapted right. their lifestyle. They right. just, you know, people go home yeah. when, when the sun goes down and they stay in their houses. And everyone's got multiple security <laughs> systems. And right. guns too. And, and yeah. you know, there's cameras everywhere. And it's that's the way it works. Right. That's crazy. So now, okay, so the arrows ended yeah. at this point. Yeah. And then how, when did you guys come up with a new idea to start your guys' new band? How did that happen? We, well, we also needed to get out of the contract with Universal. Yes. So a way to do that was also to say, well, whatever we do from now on with this new name, you have no part of that. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of when it started. Um, but also I took a break for a while yeah. after my brother died. And so it was the timing of it as well. Yeah. Is it was soon after your brother, your brother died right around that time. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it was soon after that that um, 
kind of the the arrows started dissolving yeah. Yeah. um on the back of also a lot of difficult business things yeah um you know without really being able to go into detail yeah. with with yeah. the label <laughs> right. and and a mess really yeah. Yeah. um on the back of that as well so then there was there was a good chunk of time when it was pretty dormant yeah um but when we felt the courage again it was a natural transition sort of to um to for, for the two of us to start our own project yeah. because yeah. we had been uh, I'd been behind the scenes and we'd been yeah. working together so yeah. we thought well let let's just do our own thing right. and start new uh, start a fresh a fresh brand because of because of all the label trouble and yeah. all of that so. one good thing that did come out of that is I started a solo project Pamela Marburg and that was a lot of songs written in that time of just how God comforts us in our sorrow and how mm-hmm. God kind of leads us out which I think is something that we don't really talk about that much in church. Everyone must just be okay all the time right. and like on yeah. and like full of faith. And right. but sometimes we're not. Yeah. And it's also okay because there's a space for that because God speaks about it in the Bible so much about mm-hmm. how he knows that you're heartbroken. He knows right. like there's such a compassion of God. Right. And those songs came out of that time where they, I just. They were actually, we finished recording yeah. those songs about two weeks before you, before your yeah. brother was murdered, mm. yeah, and um, they the songs were prophetic in the sense <laughs> that we had no idea what was, was coming. Around the corner, right? Yeah. And um, and you know, I think as Christians, we we often want to pray things away, and especially sorrow and hardship and stuff like that. And it was just a totally different. Sometimes you just can't. Right. Sometimes you have to just walk through, it. Walk through ba- it. You know? Sometimes you've got to walk through right. it. Right. And, yes, and they happen to they happen to Christians. Bad mm-hmm. things you know? happen to Christians. Exactly. And those songs were literally about that. Yeah. Mm. Um, and about that walk, and we had no idea what was coming. Still, yeah. you know, right. not, not that. Yeah, not that that's how God planned it or anything. But I just think um, those songs were also. I mean, we just didn't release them for about two years after yeah. that. Right. <laughs> I just felt a little sick about it. Yeah. But then. Then soon after that, not very long after, we moved to London for a while. Yeah. So we were back and forth in London doing it was, projects. It was about a year later. Yeah. So now you guys were touring at this point? Um, no. We were actually – I was still kind of not wanting to just jump in front of the limelight, I guess. Right, right. There was a gap for me where I just wanted to just really like connect my gift with God and be yeah. sure. And like there was this time of that that I needed to go through. So we went to London and we were the worship leaders at um, His Church London, which is the same church that we were from in Durban. Mm -hmm. And they had a plant in London and they didn't have a worship team and they needed people to help. And we were like, well... Let's do that as well, yeah. you know. That's so, perfect time because you just want to sit at God's feet. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. worship. You're in that. You're in yeah. that church. Just and, and we could help. And you yeah. know, they needed to get the musicians out of the woodwork and be like, right, okay, who plays guitar? Who? Yeah. Right. Like, That's cool. And they needed someone to coordinate that yeah. and kind of get it together, which was, it was the mm-hmm. right time. And for at, us. during during that time as well, we, well, for the last couple of years, really, we spent a lot of time working behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, writing for other artists and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, which was also good. Um, mm-hmm. Which was a good patch, I think. Um, that really saved us. Yeah. Uh, you know, after, after everything went a bit, went a bit, you know, got just, a bit difficult, I suppose. Right. Just writing for like, you know, double platinum selling mm-hmm. artists in South Africa. And those things were just coming our way. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. anything that we had to pursue. So God really sustained us in that way. Yeah. 
Um, and then that's kind of why we also went over to London to to do that yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. But also we ended up just having an amazing time yeah. serving in church. And yeah. It was really like a refreshing, fulfilling time. Right. A time of healing. And then I never <laughs> and I never thought I'd ever come to LA again. Right. I didn't. So what and happened? then I rock up <laughs> and I see you and I said, I honestly never thought I was gonna see you again. I know. I didn't. I didn't think I'd ever see you again. I didn't. Seriously. The last time we all saw each other, we were out at the uh, at the Argentine restaurant in Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was, was the so last good. time. Uh huh. That was the last time, right? Yep. I will pass that in May when we came back. My brother, my other brother, he has, he had a kid, and his wife needed someone to just look after their little one year old and be on the road with them while they were touring because she's an artist, so she was doing an exhibition, and they were coming to LA, and they said, "Do you want to come and help look after Felix?" I said, "Yeah, that." That's cool. That sounds good. I would have gone anywhere. Right. It just happened to be LA. And he had never been here. Yeah. So, so then I said, okay. Let's do it. But in my heart, <laughs> I'd already like decided if God wanted that, he would have opened a door and he didn't. So it's okay. And as we just got back here and as we hit the ground, he even said to me in the airport, like, what is going on in this place? Like, this, <laughs> like, this atmosphere is so light. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember driving in the cab, yeah. driving through like, I don't know, by the airport. So mm-hmm. it's not like it was, you know, a nice, a nice part of area. Town or, yeah. <laughs> and I just remember thinking like, like I, I can do this. This is like home? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. I like this. Yeah. Right. It's uh-huh. sunny. People drive. That's right. the stuff that we know. It's very natural. It's not yeah. natural to have to wait for a bus. Right. That's not how we've grown up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. People are smiley. They say nice things to each other. Right. Wow. And then, and then we saw like, you, and I said, right. I didn't think I was ever going to see you again. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and now I heard you guys were back. I was like, what? They're here? And then I heard, oh, yeah. we're pregnant. Yeah, and yeah. We're, and, and, yeah. We're not, and we're not going back. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I just, like, message bombed him, like, does it do Okay, next. Does it Oh, and I'm pregnant. Oh, and we're actually here forever now. It's okay. So anytime's good. My reply was like, okay, cool. So you're here? Awesome. Okay, let's get you on the radio. Let's get you to play a gig. ASAP. Let's do it. Exactly. We'll get the gig, you know, in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do all that. So then after you were here with your uh, brother and sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys left. We left. We went back to London. Okay. Already feeling like, I think we need to be in LA. Right. We went back to London and we, we just prayed. Yeah. We, we prayed, um, we really want to come back mm-hmm. in October. Well, we said October because, right. you know, we, we yeah. get these ideas ourselves or whatever. <laughs> um, it seemed like it worked out in our timeline. Uh-huh. Um, so we just prayed and we had no idea how or why. And we did. We did end up back here in October. And then we played uh, at very Calvary briefly. Chapel. Yes. We played at the Golden Springs uh-huh. for Sean's night on right. the Friday night. W- I was gone. W-Live. You were gone. I was so sick. It yeah. was so bad. <laughs> First I was like, is the tooth. Then yeah, she's sick. Exactly. Like, come, she's on. come on, Pam. Are you ever together? Again? How'd it go that night? I just, I just opened my heart and I just said, this church is so connected to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm with my family tonight. And because it did. I yeah. feel like because you guys were right there in the right. beginning yes. of a lot of things for us, yes. you know, yes. so. I just, we had fun. We had, I wish special. I felt better. I would have gone more crazy if mm. I felt better. It was but really special though. It was so special. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. And then, so how are you here now? Like, how did this all come about? And you're staying. We're staying. We have five minutes left. So wrap it up. Quick, quick. 
Wrap it so up. So quick. There uh, is a church that's uh, starting here called in Newport Beach called Eternity Church. And we're going to be doing worship, part-time worship and developing the team uh, for the new church. Wow. Sweet. So That's exciting. Yeah, we, which we is the most solid thing we've had in a long time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we While just, still working on your own music. Yeah, always, exactly. That's, always. That's, that's the plan and we – we just really want to um, get back to that as well because it's yeah. it's actually been a very long, quiet patch for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we've released a couple of songs um, over time, but we, you know, we want to get back to to doing a, a full album. And, oh yeah, um, and we just played Nam. Oh just, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We just oh, played did? Nam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out of town for, for that too. Where can people find your music? Where, where, where can they find it online? Online okay. or social media? All every all the videos are on YouTube yep. under Largo. L A R G O. Yes, yeah. and then for all the other socials, it's We Are Largo mm-hmm. for uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, but that's We underscore R underscore Largo. Um, <laughs> and so what we've actually done is we've just uh, we've done two brands, Pamela Myberg, which is now our more overtly Christian material, mm-hmm. yeah, and then Largo, which is our more covert stuff okay. still christian but yeah, just right. a little bit more so yeah. our aim is just at the secular market with yeah, that yeah. Yeah. um yeah. and hopefully we can bring the two worlds together yeah. but just so you guys can find um the christian stuff under pamela myberg yeah. as well and she's also on facebook instagram yeah the works and itunes apple music spotify awesome. everything, oh, yeah, yeah. everything okay. else yeah. that's amazing yeah and don't forget to go to look out for that new Words of Satan Part 2 coming out. Yes. I can't soon. wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for being on. This is uh, amazing for us to be able to catch up. I yeah. Just, yeah. I didn't know we were going to awesome. catch up on the radio. But, right. yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. I'll take it. I'll take All it. All right. So, so check this out, guys. People, listen. We want to come to your guys' high school. Don't forget the Whosoever's is touring year-round at public high schools, middle schools, and if you guys would like us to come out, please email us. Go to the whosoevers.com. Connect us. We go in through the FCA. We go in through the Christian Club. Or we could go in through a teacher. We just need to be connected to someone to the school. And then basically it's pretty turnkey from there. We come. We set up. We do the whole event. We get the kids plugged into the Christian Club. We give them the gospel. And then um, the kids get discipled. And then they hopefully they'll turn around and do the same thing and reach their peers and their friends it's in good. the schools. Mm-hmm. The high schools and the middle schools is where it's at, people. we got to get these kids yeah. right now. This is That's when right. things start changing. I remember I saw pornography at, yeah. when I was young. And then in junior highs when I started like thinking about the way I was going to turn away from God. And then high school is just when I was gone. Yeah. But things are a lot faster these days. Exactly. Kids are getting exposed to pornography at seven to eight years old. That's the average age now. So when you and you may just you might just say, well, not my kids. Well, yes, yeah. your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. Statistics are yeah. are just go online and Google the statistics from the mainstream, and you will see. Um, and this the Christian statistics aren't far from that from that either. So we love you guys, and we just would pray that you guys would, uh, yeah, just join us, and more importantly too, pray that God will continue opening doors. Because we were at a high school last week, and they they literally were ripping flyers down. We had like. You know, people that weren't down with God, ripping the posters down, ripping the flyers down, mm-hmm. trying to boycott the event. You know, a couple parents called in complaining because we're talking about Jesus. But we are in there legally. We are in the assembly 
We are in the um, gymnasium. So by kids coming in, they're there by choice. But always the enemy wants to come in and get us out. Mm -hmm. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So we thank you guys for your prayers. We cover them. That is the most important thing. And if you guys want to donate, amazing. Just go to the whosoever. You can donate to the cause, right, to the high school tours. We love you guys and thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.